gentlemen, welcome to the Blind Tag Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Nashheim. Today is going to be a great day. And if it's not a great day, then you will get into existence. Uh, once again, I want to thank everyone for you know listening to the last couple episodes. I know I kind of like you know rushed the second one, thinking I'll have some time to do it this week's, but, you know, work, and all that jazz, but it's alright, it's all good, I think now, I was going to do like a, a quick recap, my, my, my Philly trip was amazing, uh, I want to thank uh, Stacy and Gary, uh, also Tom for coming down on Friday night on my birthday, so we can go watch the Phillies play see a Bryce Harper home run live and in person and have video of a Bryce Harper home run live and in person. It was amazing. Got to do the wave, which hopefully we can get going in uh, Panthers uh, in uh, Bank of America Stadium in two weeks. So we'll see what happens with that. But it was it was an awesome time. I loved it. Um, I needed it, and now it's just, it's now plowing through the road. I'm actually recording this episode as I'm on my way to Florence to do a work road trip. Hey, gotta love it. So, I figure it's an hour and a hour and a half-ish, so I have plenty of time to, you know, see what I can talk about or see what I can't talk about, which it's my show, I don't give a damn. Um, but I know one thing I want to get off of. Now, this is probably going to air after uh, AEW All Out, which is on Labor Day Sunday. Um, this is also going to air after all of week one's college football games, which will probably We'll, we'll, we'll get to more in a bit, but uh, hearing culture personality in a wrestling arena again was awesome. Now, he did get some, uh, and if you don't know who I'm talking about, first of all, you become a fan in like the last five years. Uh, Culture personality is the ring entrance for CM Punk. He is no longer the voice of the voiceless because, as he said, there are voices back there and they listen. So, uh, it was awesome seeing him walk out. Like, just that reaction. I think JR said it best. It was a situation where it was the first time that the United Center had been that loud since Jordan was there. He called it Jordan-esque. And you know what? I could see that. I really could. Uh, He was on an interview recently in Sports Nation and he said that, hey, Jordan left to go try another, uh, abruptly to go try and went to go try another sport and it didn't work out and he came back. I left abruptly try another sport, it didn't work out well, and now I'm back. I was pulled back in. Um, 
really swayed him was the situation with Brody Lee, the, the late Brody Lee, where everyone in the locker room knew he was sick. But it wasn't on a dirt sheet. So when it came out of nowhere, it legitimately, for unless you were in that locker room, it came out of nowhere. His, you know, his close friends, and and also shout outs to any of his close friends and who are still employed by WWE that that kept, you know, kept his private life private. So, you know, kudos to them. But so this, I mean, it was kind of the same thing. I think Romans was more like only a select few people knew it. This was the locker room knew it, but they didn't say anything. And he just so he says, "Yeah, he fell back in love with it." Now, uh, the one criticism he did get from his uh, his return promo was that he harped too much on the past. And basically played the, oh, well, you know, they didn't do me right, so I left. And now they're going to do me right, so I came back. And, you know, I, I, I could see the point. I really, truly could see the point. But I also see the point of, okay, you should have said, hey, you know, the fire burned out. Lit right back up, you know, something like that. He he's just he's just spent more time talking about the future in the past. Now, I love that he's going that he, or his first match is going to be against Darby Allen. I love it. It's it's a face on. It's a good guy versus good guy, but both have a lot to prove. So I'm I'm loving that it's going to be um, uh, yeah it's it's going to be one of those things where it doesn't matter who wins both parties are going to come out better for it absolutely better for it so. Pay-per-view, and that way you have 
three days to promote the shit out of him. Oh, Brian Danielson showed up. He he's he's gonna be made, he's gonna say his, and have him say nothing on the show, on the pay per view. Save him for the first dynamite. NXT and I'm already pissed about it. I'm like I haven't even seen it yet and I'm already pissed about it. Because if 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 they really do it to where it's um was back in the day, like oh we're you know we're only gonna hire people that don't you know that weren't stars on the indies and all that jazz. Then yeah, and I'm gonna like it. But I will keep an open mind about it. So we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, I think we'll talk some college football. Let's see what's going on there. We'll be right back with more of the Blind Tag Podcast. Before we get back to the podcast, I want to let everyone know about my intro. That is Sax, Rock, and Roll by Kevin McLeod. This song and other songs that are royalty-free are being able to be found on IncomeTech.com. All right, welcome back. And let's talk about college football. By the time this airs, Week one would have already happened. So I'm just going to go ahead and at least get this on the record. Now, I am looking up at the collegefootballnews.com. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at their predictions and I'm going to see if I agree with them or not. Let's start off with the ACC. So right now they have Clemson and North Carolina in the ACC title game. I can see that. I really can. Um, I do believe that um, Miami is going to be a contender in the uh, Coastal Division. Now, as far as the Atlantic Division, um, maybe NC State. Honestly, I don't see Clemson's in a good position, even with losing all that talent and a generational quarterback like uh, um, Trevor Lawrence. So, 
yeah, I, I definitely can see Clemson and North Carolina. Um, I believe Clemson will win the ACC. So that thing right there is definitely an easy one to look at. Now they have Ohio State winning the uh, East in the Big Ten. They have Wisconsin winning the West. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Right now, I believe the only thing that will take out Wisconsin is if they have another uh, COVID outbreak. And Ohio State's just, just you know, loaded again. So I'm definitely going with Ohio State. I think they will defeat Wisconsin. Yeah, here we go again. The Big 12, will this be the last season for Texas and Oklahoma, even though they say they will honor their contract? Huh, this is going to be interesting. Um, right now, they have Oklahoma winning the Big 12. They would be defeating Iowa State in the Big 12 title game. I actually... I think Iowa State has a chance... But if I was them, I would not beat I, I would not beat Oklahoma the first time. I would keep it close because that way it gives you you know what's going to happen. All right, is beating Oklahoma that first time you get the jitters out of the way and then you have what happened in the Big Twelve title game. So I'm going to shockingly go with Iowa State. Texas and Oklahoma's road games this year in uh, the Big Twelve are going to be very, very interesting. Let's go down to the Pac-12. Okay, now they do say this is not their, uh, how, you know, their rankings. It's based on how good we think the Pac-12 team, uh, Pac teams are. Okay. Uh, right now in the North, they say Oregon's got the best team. Um, as far as the South goes, they got USC. USC right now is basically the best of a bland bunch, if you will. So I agree with that. Oregon, um, yes, I agree. I don't think I think their their biggest challenger will be Washington, and I don't think they'll be able to uh, handle them. So yeah. Um, I'm going to say Oregon defeats USC to win the Pac-12. All right, we know who's going to be, who the best team in the SEC West is, but the SEC East, well, we know that too. Georgia, Alabama, um, I don't think Florida is going to uh, give them, they're going to give them a run for their money, but I don't think it's going to be you know, they're not going to win the SEC East. And then, of course, I say Alabama's going to win. Or, no, I'll say Georgia will win, but Alabama will still make the playoff. There you go. Now let's get to the fun parts. The American. Okay. There you go. We're going to go to Conference USA then because apparently the American isn't there. Hmm, interesting. Must have got it from ESPN. Anyway, uh, they say the best team in Conference USC East is Marshall. 
dubbing in one of the most uh, interesting group of five teams coming into the season. Yeah, basically, if they don't win the title, then their season's a bust. I, I can concur with that. They have UAB as the uh, top contender in the West with uh, Texas San Antonio as their uh, uh, chomping on their heels. Okay. I think UAB and Marshall, uh, I agree. I think they're going to be uh, – Conference USA title game is always tricky, so I'm going to go UAB. I don't think UAB is going to win the uh, Conference USA. Uh, Independence, okay, the best team is going to be Notre Dame, obviously. Second best is going to be Liberty, and then everyone else. I think BYU will have a fall-off after losing Zach Wilson. As long as they don't have to play Coastal Carolina, at that point, they're going to lose again. But anyway, uh, UConn's and UMass's, just say a prayer. That's all I'm going to say about them. What, whoever you believe in, say a prayer. If you don't believe in anyone, don't say a prayer. All right, in the MAC conference, they got Buffalo. with uh, that running attack last year, even though the, uh, that gentleman is no longer with the team. probably graduated. So, yeah. They got Buffalo with the East and then the West, Toledo. Okay. See, the MAC is always interesting. You always get that one team you don't think. So, I'm going to say it's going to be Buffalo and Ball State. And I... Because they're the defending champions for a reason. So, I say... Buffalo will beat Ball State. That will be my prediction. All right. We got the Mountain West. In the Mountain Division, they got Boise State, obviously. Boise State's always going to be in the top because they get better better recruits. That's, that's a no-brainer. Now let's look at the West. And they got Nevada. with San Jose State uh, behind their heels. So, I agree. I'm looking at, I think, you know, Boise, basically it's Boise State's conference to lose until someone beats them in the regular season, which seems to happen every year. So, I'm going to go Boise State over San Jose State. I think they'll I think they'll upset Nevada. Nevada will play them tough, though, but I, I don't know. There's something different about San Jose State. And then, you get the fun belt. They have Appalachian State as the best team in the East. Oh, no. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hate This is where my bias is going to come through. But I believe Coastal Carolina is has a better shot at winning the East than Appalachian State. But it's, it's going to be a nail-biter. I, I believe that game's going to be like last year. It's going to be a nail-biter. And... The West is basically Louisiana or bust. I completely understand that you know, that um, thing going on. So I will say we're going to have the uh, the Sun Belt Conference title game we were supposed to have last year before COVID uh, knocked out one of the teams. Uh, yeah. So now, as far as the uh, American. I don't know what they have to say, but I'm going to say Cincinnati. 
I, I think Cincinnati's going to win it. Um, Cincinnati, Coastal, and Marshall, I believe, will be the three teams vying for the uh, Group of Five slot in the uh, New Year's Six Bowl games. Pac-12 will be left out. The Big 12 will be left out. Uh, I hate to say it's going it's to be Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State, which means I will not watch a single one of the playoff games. Ain't no way, no how. I've seen that movie before. It sucks. But that is what it is. When we come back, we'll see what else we can talk about. We'll be right back with more of the Blind Tag Podcast. All right, welcome back. And some COVID-related news um, the NBA has basically stated that uh, if a city has rules about vaccinations that will they will apply to the players for example here I'll read this it was a uh, 10 bottoms article on ESPN yesterday um, sorry September 1st. The NBA informed teams that recently issued laws in both New York City and San Francisco about vaccine requirements will be enforced, including four players, for members of the New York Knicks, Brooklyn Nets, and Golden State Warriors, unless there is an approved medical or religious exemption from taking part in them. Basically, this means this. If you are a player that plays for those teams you are if you are not vaccinated and you do not have a medical or religious uh, approved medical or religious exemption you can play your at away games you can't play home games until you get vaccinated this does not apply for away teams so because you're only there for like a day um, I agree, I agree with this because here's, and it's, it's not a, oh my God, I'm a pro-vaxxer, anti-vaxxer. No, no, no. It's, it, it's none of that. You're following the laws that are put on the books in that city. You are being treated like anybody else who has a job in that city. So. If you don't like it, very simple, request a trade. Now, if you're a player of a Steph Curry's or uh, Kylie, uh, Kyrie Irving stature, uh, or most of the starters for those teams, um, yeah, I don't think you're going to get traded at all. Um, 
if you're a player on the 13th, 14th, and 15th part, uh, spot on the roster, okay, yeah, you'll you'll probably get traded, or you'll or say, hey, I don't want to play here because of this. Okay, cool. We'll release you. You can go wherever you want. And if they ask why, go very simple. He didn't want to comply. He said that I don't want to comply with this. I asked for my release. It was granted. Which brings me... Oh, in New York, uh, New York on September 13th, anyone over the age of 12 won't be allowed to enter certain covered premises inside the city, city, including the arenas that people are in, without providing proof of at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, unless there is an approved medical or religious exemption from them not to do so. Uh, this begins in October 13th in San Francisco. Same thing for any large-scale event, including games at the Chase Center, as well as indoor gyms or other fitness facilities, once again, unless there is an approved medical or religious exemption. <clears throat> Alright. Now, let's move over to Major League Baseball. Bob Boone, who has been with the organization since 2005, he is the senior advisor to the GM, Mike Rizzo. He was the assistant GM and vice president of player development from 2006 to 2013. He is leaving the team. So if someone's left the team for who's been there for that long, are they retiring? Are they, did they get a better offer? Are they going to work in Major League Baseball? No. He, he informed the team that he will resign instead of complying with the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for all non-uniform players. Really? So because you don't want to get one or two shots, you're going to give up your job that you've been at for 16 years. Yeah. Nice knowing you. I mean, that that's stupid. And I, if the company I'm working for now, if they say, so, you know, I'm vaccinated. I didn't get it because people told me I had to. I chose to. Now, whether you chose, choose not to do or not, that is 100% your choice. You just don't flaunt it in people's faces. That goes for the anti-vaccine side, and that goes for the pro-vaccine side. I, I completely understand. But, just, you're going to leave a job because they ask you to protect the health and safety of others. Okay. And now we know why the Washington Nationals could never win a World Series until 2019. Selfish leadership. That's exactly what I'm going with. And then, 
Here comes this one. This is coming from uh, MLB Network. MLB Network's policy uh, making it mandatory for all employees to be vaccinated took effect Wednesday. Because John Smoltz and Al Leiter uh, are refusing to get the vaccine, they can no longer appear in studio shows. They, they will be remote instead from the network's um, New Jersey studio. Now, uh, he will be able to continue calling games, um, John Smoltz. <sighs> Al Leiter has been there since the network debuted in 2009. So, my, my point of all this is this. Okay. You have... I, I completely understand. Once again, it is your right. But, since it is now um, fully approved, uh, at least the Pfizer shot... From the FDA, you know, these companies, they're privately owned, they can do this. If you don't like it, what does what it people say all the time? Um, oh, shit. say all the time um, love it or leave it that's that's the same now I guess that's what a guy bought in Washington did he didn't love it so he left it and you want to know why we are having a fourth wave that's the reason why. In my opinion. I mean, once again, I'll say this. You know, anything I said other than reading from those three articles was my opinion. So, let's take a quick little break. We'll be right back. of a fantasy football league and it is going to be the greatest league ever and obviously greatest is in parentheses but uh, we had friends of the show Zach Bennett 
uh, Matt, one of my old roommates, Jared, a former co-worker of mine, Brett. Like, we, we had a lot, you know, a lot of good people on it. We had our draft on the 29th. And let me just go over my team. I, I think I got a good team. So, my first pick, I had now originally. So, I had done it to where, okay, this is what the pick is going to be. I literally plugged into the website. I'm like, all right. I had like the fourth pick. Apparently, it uh, reset and I had the ninth pick. But it's okay. It's okay. My first pick, I got uh, Tyreek Hill. My second pick, I got DeAndre Hopkins. So, very, very good um, way, ways to start the league off. Uh, quarterback, I got Ryan Tannehill. I got Josh Jacobs as my wide receiver. Uh, Gaskins from, my, I'm sorry, running back along with Gaskins from Miami. Uh, George Kittle is my tight end. Uh, we have two flex spots. I got uh, DJ Moore and Jamar Chase in those flex positions. I have the Buffalo kicker. And I have Tampa Bay's defense. I think a very good team. On the bench, I got Sony Michelle, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Greg, no. Everett, the tight end from uh, Seattle. Uh, Angelor, the wide receiver from New England. Uh, Coleman, from uh, running back from the Jets. And T.Y. Hilton, even though he's injured, I got him in the 16th round. T.Y. freaking Hilton in the 16th round. I also picked up Buffalo's defense. I did make one roster move. Obviously, I put T.Y. in the IR slot, and I picked up Randall Cobb. I have a feeling he's going to have a bounce back here. But, let's go over the draft. So, first and foremost, like I said, it was 17 rounds. I'm just going to go over the first round. So, in our first round, we had... uh, Christian McCaffrey went one. Dalvin Cook went two. Derrick Henry went three. Alan Camaro went four. Ezekiel Elliott went five. Nick Chubb went six. Devontae Adam was the first wide receiver drafted at seven. Aaron Jones, eight. I got Tyreek Hill. Saquon Barkley went to ten. Uh, Austin Eckler, 11. And Travis Kelsey being the first uh, tight end selected with the 12th pick. Alright. The first quarterback selected was Patrick Mahomes in the third, in the fifth pick of the third round. The first defense that was selected was the first pick in the ninth round with the L.A. Rams defense. And 
the same team that got the Rams defense got the first kicker off the board, the last pick of the 10th round, Justin Tucker. So, as of right now, oh, and uh, that guy who got those also had the first pick, so he has Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he was graded a minus on, we're using Yahoo. Let's see. Uh, I, I was rated a B. Another point. In the spirit of, uh, in spite of an exciting set of wide receivers, to my team aren't anything to get excited about. Oh, I hate you. Listen to this. So, my name is the Forbidden Gatekeepers. Are not a team for the ages, but they could potentially reach the playoffs if they get a few breaks. After picking ninth overall, the team is, I'm projected to land seventh. So basically, here's here's what they here's what they say. Um, I picked a lot of people. Uh, later than they were expected to, so I got a lot of steals. Uh, the ninth, my ninth pick is the one that they said I reached on the most. Which was Sony Michelle. Okay, I can see that. And they also said, you know, right now, running back is my weakest point. That's the only. That's the only position that the league has a better average points per position than I do. So, hey, this is going to be fun. Uh, There's already a lot of trash talking, which is always. Bennett tried to get me in a trade literally the day after. I was like, oh yeah, so why don't you like, yeah. See, I had this rule about um, uh, fancy drafts and it might be because it bit me in the rear end. I did a trade one time. Got a player I wanted. Got injured week two for the season. And the guy that I gave him had a breakout year. So, I made it a point. Unless there is an injury or someone gets uh, dropped from the team. Once I draft, I don't make moves until after week one. I, I really will not make moves until after week one. Because I want to... I, now, uh, now, say I auto-drafted my team... And absolutely, I'll be on that waiver wire going, okay, who's better? There's got to be better people. But we'll see what, ha- we'll see what happens. Um, let's see the matchups that we have. I'm facing Jared. And right now we're looking at uh, even average, um, estimated points. Um, Matt is right now projected to win his matchup, and Bennett is projected to lose his matchup. Uh, also, a friend of the show, uh, show, Zach, he is projected to win his, and the guy who had the first pick, who had the A-minus draft, 
Right now, he's projected to lose by two to three points. So, yeah, fantasy football is here. So, every week, we'll give you an update on how the leagues are going. And with that being said, I think it has been a great episode. Be back next week to talk about uh, see how we did on week one and go from there thanks everyone for listening my name is Kyle Nash this has been the Blind Tech Podcast you have a great rest of your day